Alright peeps, welcome back. As always, I'm your host Lee Benz, and this is the AEW Insider. We got a big show this week. As always, I say that every week, but I feel it is. Remember, when I report this news, I report it as it comes in. Like, excuse me, I, uh, excuse me, start taking my notes and, you know, documenting it as it comes in. So I'll be telling a story that could already happen from the beginning to the end, but it won't take long, what have you. So first of all, let's get to some AEW news. Remember to check us out on all social media. We got a lot of new members in the group. I want to thank you so much for being so active. Uh, definitely check us out on Twitter. All right, well, you all know that the AEW title was legit stolen. Something happened with an Uber, a luggage mix-up, and Jericho uh, was gone, but thank God the Tallahassee police found it, and it is now safe and sound. AEW did have a backup belt, of course, but you know they didn't want to ruin it. I mean, use it too soon. Uh, supposedly, the belt somebody handed in the belt, and they said they found it on the side of the highway, which is a bunch of crap. It was later revealed on Twitter that the championship was turned into police headquarters, like I said, about a person that said they found it on the side of the road. Come to find out the AEW title is actually worth $30,000. Bodyslam.net reported that it was a work the whole time. The title was not stolen, and it was a storyline, but the cops broke kayfabe on social media, and too many fans seen it and shared it. Now AEW is scrapping the story uh, of the total of the stolen title, and I wonder how true that is. Then ex-WWE security guard for the Million Dollar Man, Virgil, took to social media and said Chris Jericho should have hired him to protect the AEW title. I say, say what? Virgil would have stole, I can't even talk today. Virgil would have sold that thing for crack in like 2.3 seconds. You already know it if you follow what Virgil's doing now. Uh, of course, uh, also, according to Jericho, Pac and Omega were not happy with their match at all. Uh, they seen that they their match was cut too short because of time restraints. And they would have liked to go a lot further, what have you. And I said the same thing. They shouldn't have had them so early in the card, literally. Uh, but they weren't happy with their match, and they didn't have a lot to work with, they both feel. Uh, also, Jericho said that he cannot wait to work with OC, Orange Cassidy. At All Out, there was a backstage brawl between two female AEW wrestlers. One was my baby B. Priestley, and the other was Sadie Gibbs. After the Battle Royal match, Gibbs swung on Priestley backstage, and the two had to be broken up. Matt Jackson intervened and tried to smooth things over between the two. Uh, also during it, Dr. Britt Baker is seen to get her receipt in on Priestley. Uh, Priestley did cause her a concussion at Fight for the Fallen, so when Priestley and Sadie got into it, from what they're saying is that Britt Baker snuck her ass, so that's pretty crazy. So shit's already going crazy backstage at AEW, and I love it. Uh, they definitely will turn these into storylines, you already know that. AEW also announced that they will not be using all their talent every week, which I do think is a good thing. It's a two-hour show once a week. You have to highlight some, let some storylines run out, let some storylines run long. While you bring in new people, swap them out, you know what I mean, what have you. The workers will get even more of a break that they need, and the storylines will be fresh, and it'll be good. That's how they should do it.
AEW also announced their first match for their upcoming pay-per-view, which is called Full Gear on November 7th. It is the match we have been waiting for. It will be Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. It's going to be good. Who will win, though, since wins and losses count? I think they should give it to Moxley. They should have Kenny Omega because he is absolutely the man. One of the best, if not the best in the company. His record not be so great at first. And then he makes a triumphant comeback. The AEW pre-show they did the night before on TNT, Countdown to All Out, did not do very good ratings-wise. It only gathered a little over 300,000 views. So let's hope. We know, uh, excuse me, we know that their premiere is going to draw a huge number in October. But you see, though, peeps, news is how you take it and who reports it. Because another source said that the show drew 390,000 views. And that for a tape show and the one that was barely advertised, that is very good. So it all depends on your outlook. To me, it's a win. Uh, another one for many for AEW. It has also been revealed that Tony Schiavone might not just be doing producing and those uh, control room shows. Tony Khan let it kind of slip and he said that he would love to see JR and Tony Schiavone, uh, what you call, plus their announcer with their mask. He thinks they would make a good team for live TV so they could switch Tony Schiavone in for their weekly show and then on the pay-per-views have another guy switch it for him. I think that's kick-ass. And like I said last episode... I really hope that they're able to get Mike Tanay also. Uh, inside the ropes were there for everything after the all-out pay-per-views. Interviews from everybody. MJF, The Young Bucks, Tony Khan, and more. Check out Inside the Ropes. Uh, I want to check out all their videos and Chris Van Valita, of course. I hope one day here at the AEW Insider, we can get media passes so we can go to these events one day also. So definitely support us, peeps. Ex-WWE champ CM Punk took to Twitter to give his thought on StarCast 3. Uh, this is what he had to say. He tweeted to Conrad. Hey, Conrad, thanks to your entire team and everyone who helped make my appearance at StarCast events the best I've ever been a part of. Most of all, thanks to everyone who came out through to say hi. I appreciate you all. Uh, this week's Being the Elite and Road to TNT... Both covered all out and it had a lot of unseen backstage stuff and skits. So make sure you give them a gander. If you hear me doing with the S like that's more than regular tonight, I apologize. I literally cracked my tooth yesterday. It was bad to begin with. And I don't go to the doctor until next Wednesday. So bear with me, people. All right. WWE has announced their first legacy announcement for their 2020 Hall of Fame. Uh, it wasn't their first choice until Vince noticed that this person was not in yet. It is wrestling legend Orville Brown. It has come out why we have not seen my baby Carmella lately. Uh, well, she was on vacation for one, but two, she had a really bad health scare. Uh, she went on Twitter and did a really big tweet. I did have it all for you, but I'm telling you, it's extremely long. So if you want to see what's going on with her, definitely check out her Twitter because she did put it all out there. WWE has been getting 
uh, Hall of Fame uh, has been get, trying to get Hall of Famer Donald Trump. That's why it's hard for me to say. I love Donald Trump just saying. If you don't like that, you can listen. I don't care who you like in politics. It's up to you. I'm a Trump fan. Uh, he was a WWE Hall of Famer. We actually seen him get inducted in Madison Square Garden with Mick Foley and somebody else that night. But WWE has been trying to get him to appear on SmackDown when they go live on Fox. And it's been said that from Trump's people that he is going to politely decline. And I think that sucks. Uh, when he's running again, though, I guarantee he shows up on air. Watch that. Some interesting behind-the-scenes news is that Vince McMahon is high, a.k.a. loves and believes in Baron Corbin. Thank God close people to him are telling him that Baron Corbin will not draw, a.k.a. sell tickets as champion. Let's pray Vince listens to them. I dig Baron Corbin, but not as champion. Not yet, or if not ever, to be honest. Uh, the WWE draft is back, and dates are confirmed. They will have a draft, and it will carry over two nights. The dates are October 11th and October 14th. Now I see why they are doing it, because we're on SmackDown a run, a run now by Heyman and Bischoff. I just hope they make the draft stick. I don't want to see that superstar shakeup or anything like that. Unless it's a pay-per-view or something really big, I want the rosters to stay on their own shows, honestly. Because you'll be tuning into different shows to see your people or storylines. It has been reported that Casey, uh, I hate her last name, I hate pronouncing it, Ken, Ken Danzaro uh, is done with WWE. It's a girl from um, oh man, a Ninja Warrior. That's how she became famous, and she's been kicking butt. She legit quit her WWE career. Her disc and her back are very, very damaged, and she can't cut it anymore. I know her boyfriend, Ricochet, is sick. Those two are always posting pictures online together. He gets mad poo-tang, man. He had Tessa Blanchard, all of them. Uh, it has come to light, though, that WWE doctors told her and WWE that the door is always open. So when she's healed, and that'll be over a year or more, if she would like to come back, she can. Uh, I wonder, uh, my daughter and I seen her wrestle at Access in April at WrestleMania in New York, New Jersey. And uh, what you call it, she did really good. So best wishes to you, gal. All right, we're going to take a break real quick. When we do come back, we do have some Impact news. We got WWE news. We got Ring of Honor, New Japan. I got a bunch. When we come back, we'll finish up with WWE. Remember to check us out on all social, social media. It's the AEW Insider on YouTube and Facebook and the AEW Insider one on Twitter. We'll be right back, peeps. All right, peeps, we're back with the AEW Insider. Now, ex-Impact star in TNA Knockout, and the woman who I feel has the fattest ass in wrestling, besides that Chinese chicken news Japan, above, actually this one has the fattest, is Scarlett Bardot. Uh, she has been st spotted at the WWE Training Center, trying out for NXT, so we'll see. Vince McMahon is plucking employees from his WWE headquarters and giving them new positions in the XFL. These people had no idea. I don't even know what's going on. So, hey, hopefully it'll get some new blood on the ring wrestling shows and it'll be better. We'll see. 
Dave Batista has legit been trying to get into a Gears of War game the past few years. Well, he and his fans will be very happy. He announced a few days ago on Twitter that he will be in the new Gears of War 5 multiplayer. I've seen his, uh, what you call it, his character in the game. It looks pretty awesome. In a post on their Instagram, XWWE Superstars Crime Time threw out a challenge to the Young Bucks. I guess they're fishing for a job. It would be dope. Me, my daughter and I have seen them a lot at conventions. And seriously, they're in the best shape of the world. JGL, JGT, whatever he is, he doesn't even look the same. That dude is fucking huge. So it would be good to see them back to have a couple matches at least. As I've reported last week, Ric Flair has filed for the copyright and trademark of the wrestling name, a.k.a. term, The Man. He claims he has been using it since 81, and he has. It has caused a rift between himself and his daughter Charlotte. Plus, he said he will let WWE use it, but he wants to get paid to help set up his family for when he's gone. Also, he said he will take legal action if he and WWE do not come to terms on using the man. He already had a heated meeting with Triple H that it did not go very well. Fans felt that Corey Graves took a shot at Chris Jericho on SmackDown this week. This is what he had to say on the broadcast. Graves stated, I'm sure he'll celebrate and take a limousine to a chain restaurant. Hours after the show, Graves clarified on Twitter that it wasn't a shot at Jericho. He wrote the following. Dear Internet, you'll know when I'll take a shot. I hate to burst your bubble, but sometimes a friend can make a joke about a friend. You should try it. It's a lot of fun. Kurt Angle took to social media. He praised Chad Gable and the job he has done in King of the Ring, and Kurt Angle predicts that Chad Gable will win it. I myself have been a big Chad Gable mark for a long time. I hope he gets his proper push. I don't know about King of the Ring, but I hope he gets his proper push. Speaking of Shorty G, the gimmick that Chad Gable is supposed to get, it has come to light that it might be for another wrestler who is actually a female, and her name is Liv Tyler. Liv's real name is Gabriella or something like that, and the Shorty G nickname might be her new gimmick, so we'll see who WWE gives it to. That happened years ago. Uh, Brodus Clay was supposed to get the House of Pain gimmick. That was going to be his repackaging, and Mark Henry actually got it. So that's how stuff does go in the WWE. I'm not going to touch on SmackDown and Raw too much, you know, just some important stuff. True fans have seen the highlights or seen it already. I will touch on King of the Ring and major things that happen, like Bailey actually turned heel. She legit went heel and beat the beat the shit out of Becky Lynch with the steel no with a chair and the belt, I believe. Definitely with a chair. Her excuse for doing it is that her and Sasha Bank are best friends, and pretty much what do you expect? I'm glad they did change her gimmick, though. I always hated Bailey's gimmick, and I hope they change her outfit, what have you, too. In King of the Ring, there was a big problem with the ending of the Samoa Joe and Ricochet match. Since it was undecided, next week the three of them will face off against each other plus Baron Corbin. So it will be a triple threat, and whoever wins that will go against the winner of Elias or Chad Gable. So that should be pretty good. Like I said in the past, they are doing King of the Ring right. Also, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose beat the women tag team champs, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, 
in a non-title match. Sonya and Mandy should have won them first, then the Iconics, if you ask me. Also, Eric Rowan admitted that he was the one who attacked Roman Reigns. He beat the crap out of Daniel Bryant and turned on him too. Now he and Roman will face off at Clash of the Champions. Rowan tweeted that he now has no strings to hold him down, and Bray Wyatt, a.k.a. The Fiend, replied to him, Come home, baby boy. Also, we will be seeing Rowan in some new ring gear soon. He enlisted the services of Kyla Custom Rockwear. They do a lot of leather and metal clothing. Sonya Deville got her leather jacket from them. So we'll be seeing what his new look and maybe gimmick is very soon. WWE has made a very weird decision, if you ask me. Or maybe not when I actually think about it. The first two episodes of NXT will still be live and be two hours. But the hours will be split in half and will be split between two networks. Like, first on uh, the first time NXT airs, I think it's September 18th, the first hour will be on the WWE Network, but the second hour will be on USA. And then the second episode will go the same way, and then it'll permanently be on USA. When I first heard this, I thought it was really weird, but then you think about it, it's probably because they definitely want everybody to know and remember. So unless you've been living under a rock and people don't know about the move or in case they're forgetting, if you watch NXT like normal on the network, they're going to remind you like, hey, in two weeks or this week is the last week and then we'll be on USA full time. So maybe it is a smart decision. Also, rehearsals for NXT Live have begun, and backstage with NXT being two hours, they are bringing in more writers and things that are going to be heavily scripted. As we previously reported, WWE actually gave certain superstars some room to flex their creative muscle. Uh, a couple of segments weren't as tightly scripted as they would have been in the past. Of course, on the other side, AEW is going to send their wrestlers out for a promo only with little bullet points. I think AEWs are going to be real better. Uh, as always, some of the sources where we get our news from, online and in print, our Wrestling Observer, PW Insider, Fightful.com, WrestleTalk, Cultaholics, Ringside News, Pro Wrestling Sheet, Bodyslam.net, and Sam Roberts, just to name a few. We're going to take another break real quick. Don't mind my voice. I'm still getting over being sick for my daughter. Uh, when we get back, we do have Ring of Honor news, New Japan news, Impact news, and wrestling news from all around the globe. So definitely stay tuned with the AEW Insider. All right, peeps, welcome back for the finale of the AEW Insider, September 5th, 2019 edition. Now, I always pick a match of the week. This week, I did pick Joey Janela versus Orange Cassidy. It kicks so much ass. Definitely check it out on the AEW Insider on Facebook or the AEW Insider 1 on Twitter. Now, on the Ring of Honor, it looks like Ring of Honor is tightening their reins after their working relationship with uh, NWA or TNA, whatever it is, has stopped. They are not following, or excuse me, they are not allowing any of their talent to appear at any conventions, signings, what have you. A lot of their talent wanted to do StarCast 3, but was stopped by the higher-ups. For example, Flip Gordon was denied, then he tried to book it again through a third party, and was told no twice. And there were other big names too, but they have not been released at this time. 
Ring of Honor champion Matt Taven's contract expires at the end of this month. Unless Ring of Honor offers him a huge amount, which I doubt they can compared to WWE or AEW, he's gone. We met him a few Sundays ago at a live event, and I asked him about it. He mentioned AEW and said he could sign with them in a few months. The video of it is up on our YouTube. It even says Matt out of Taven says he's going to sign with AEW. Check it out on our YouTube channel. All right, Impact Wrestling. Johnny Swinger has signed with Impact. He's like 44 years old, but I remember him. He was never given huge pushes. He was tag team champions with Simon Diamond years ago, but he was always a good worker. Let's hope he does well in Impact, and at that age in the sport, it's time to cash in while you can and make some of that live the rest of your life money. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. And a shocking surprise to me, Robbie Eagles Bullet Club member turned on my boys the Bullet Club and joined Chaos with his new best friend forever, Will Ospreay. They call themselves the Birds of Prey. And now those two have their eyes on the Bullet Club's IWGP Junior Tag Titles. I love the Bullet Club, but Osprey and Eagles are going to make an absolutely fucking sick team. Zack Sabre Jr. lost his British heavyweight championship to Tanahashi. And newest Bullet Club member Kenta is the new never open weight champion. Now, former WWE Diva Search contestant and TNA wrestler Raka Khan was on the run from police. Crime Stoppers of El Paso have included Teresa Sims, known better to wrestling fans as Raka Khan, on their list of El Paso's most wanted fugitives. She has been charged with interference with child custody, and Crime Stoppers is requesting anyone with information to call 915-566-8477. If you do, you could be eligible for a cash reward. Her wrestling career started promisingly as a 2005 Diva Search contestant, the year Ashley Mazzaro won. It must be a curse on that year or something. God rest your soul, Ashley. She received a developmental contract but was released in 2006. She didn't give up on wrestling uh, and would go on to work for TNA from 2008 to 2009. Her career became derailed after being suspended backstage for an incident with Roxy Lavu. Uh, after claims, she worked too stiff. Also during this time, she dated Kurt Angle, but things would end badly when she filed for a PFA uh, against him. She would later withdraw this. So that's pretty fucking insane, man. They got the people, cops looking for her and all that. Former UFC lightweight heavyweight champ Tito Ortiz and ex-WWE champ Alberto Del Rio cut an awkward wrestling-style promo on each other. A few months ago, Alberto started his own promotion with stars like NWA's Camille and more, and Patron and Ortiz are having a fight, and they're supposed to have a cage fight this upcoming October. That's going to be crazy. Alberto Del Rio, a.k.a. Alberto Del Patron, is no joke. Uh, Ex-WWE star Enzo Amore did an interview recently, and he talked about patching things up with Big Cass and about being on the indies. This is what the real one had to say. 
We had such a crazy whirlwind of events over the past year. Our lives are too, uh, too, too kind. It's good to rekindle our friendship, get back together, become business partner, best friends, and hit the road again. It's that Woody Nelson song, dude, on the road again. Enzo's saying it's a great song, and we're actually listening to it on the way here. This is us, right? That's what I say to Big Cass. So it's just fun. I'm meeting a whole new group of wrestlers and talking to these guys, and I'm enjoying myself. Man, it's just freedom at its finest. That's awesome. We're big, big Enzo and Cass fans in this house. We hope they do get another shot somewhere at a bigger promotion. But that's up to them not to fuck it up, because both of them fucked it up last time. All right, I'll, peeps, you'll see in the new video, I will have a green screen behind me. It's all hooked up. I don't know how to use it that yet, but I know one of my editing software it does have green screen. So I want to start shooting in it so I can fiddle around with it and get it down. Then put like our logo behind it or what have you. But definitely uh, check if you want all WWE news, check my boy Tutooth out at Jabber Jabber Wrestling Universe on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter. Uh, and definitely check us out on YouTube and Facebook. We are the AEW Insider, and on Twitter, we are the AEW Insider 1, as in number 1. I can't thank you all so much for your support of the podcast and the YouTube channel. They're both doing awesome. Uh, thank you guys very, very much. I will be back in a couple days with a YouTube wrestling video, plus this Monday with a Movies and More video. And we got more podcasts. We got special stuff coming up, you know what I mean, for like the, excuse me. Movies and more show, what have you. But anyway, I'm rambling on. But thank you guys. Check us out on social media. And we'll see you in a couple days. Ciao, peeps.